Hey, welcome to the Learning Little Lessons podcast. I'm Trudy Shar, and this is where we chat about the little lessons God is teaching us to fill up on Him so that we can pour out to those around us, all while pointing it back to Jesus. I am glad you're here, and let's dig in. Hey, so a while back I wrote a post. Actually, it was last year even. I wrote a post, and It's something that I just need to keep learning, so I thought I'd share it with you today. I started out the post saying that I've been staring at some big stuff lately, some big dreams, some big goals, some insurmountable tasks, and that looking at that for too long just leaves me feeling so needy. Then one day I opened up my Bible and I was reading James's writing and he was writing and he was saying, you have not because you do not ask God. And my first reaction was, God, I've been asking. I've been asking a lot. But then I read it again. You have not because you do not ask God. I took a step back and I asked myself, have I really been asking or have I been whining? If I'm real honest with myself, the answer is that I've been whining or stressing out. Or maybe even I've been asking the wrong questions. What was James talking about? Why was, why was he telling people to ask? If you go back and look at those people James was writing to, they were fighting. They were fighting over stuff they wanted. And if you read more in James, you find out when they did ask, they were asking for selfish reasons. And that's, you know, a completely different topic. But, you know, this fighting stuff sounds familiar. I fight over stuff I want in my head. James was telling them to stop fighting. Stop. Take a step back and ask for what they wanted. So, if I take a step back and ask, what would I ask for? You know, some of the fighting that goes on in my head is numbers. Things like, I've been told you have to have this many people in your reach or in your audience before you can get a book deal. You need this many people on Instagram, this many people listening to your podcast, this many speaking engagements. You have to have this many post likes, this many comments, this many visits to your website. I fight numbers a lot in my head. And whatever whatever they say that you need. And I think this fighting to get amounts of numbers they require is what I want. You know, I want those numbers because I want the book deal. I want to be able to write a book and publish it with a real live publisher. So I think numbers is what I want. But as I take a step back, the things I'm fighting for in my head, is it really what I want? Do I really care if somebody puts a heart on my post? No. Do I really care if an additional person is listening to my words? No. You probably all know this, but I'm an introvert, and I really don't care if there's more people. So the things I'm fighting for in the everyday is not really what I want. When I go and post something to get likes, to get comments, to get numbers, and I'm fighting for numbers because that's what I think people say I have to have, like, 
I really don't want the numbers. What I'm fighting for in my everyday is not really what I want. So then I took a step back and asked myself again, what do I really want? The only thing I really want to do is to be able to write and publish a book. So is that what I pray for? Is that what I ask for? That I could write and publish a book? Why? Why do I want that? Would I really be satisfied with just one book published? (laughs) To be honest, no. I have a huge list of books that I want to publish. (laughs) So one book would not do it for me. So if I just asked for one thing, what would it be? It wouldn't be one book published. This kind of reminds me of Solomon. God gave him, God came to him and gave him one thing. What if you and I had the same opportunity? What would we really ask for? What would we really want? You've probably heard this story of the poor man who came through town. Um, if not, let me refresh your memory. There's a poor man who was traveling through town and there was a baker who was very poor himself, but he was very kind to him. He let him stay in his room, in his house. Um, he fed him breakfast. And in the morning when the poor man left, the traveling man left, he told the baker that the first thing he did in the bakery that morning would prosper. Well, the baker actually had enough materials, enough supplies to make one more batch of cookies. And that's what he loved doing. So he started doing what he loved, baking. His bakery was about to go under. He had enough for one more batch, but he just started in because that's what he loved to do. So he made one more batch of cookies. Well, if you know the story, you know the poor man's words came true or the, the traveling man's words came true. The baker baked all day and his supplies never ran out. People came by and wanted to buy his things, but he couldn't stop baking to sell the goods. So friends came by and helped him sell the baked goods. And as the day went on, he just kept having enough supplies to keep right on baking. And at the end of the day, his bakery had been saved. He had plenty of money made from that day. Because he just went to the work he loved doing. And he just got started doing the stuff he loved doing. So, of course, the grocers next door, they saw what had happened. (coughs) And they convinced the traveling guy to stay with them for a night. So they fed him. They gave him a, a bed to sleep in. And when he left in the morning, sure enough, he gave them the same wish. The grocer, they said, whatever you do first is what you'll do all day. So the grocer started his day making room on the potato shelf, you know, room so that people could come and buy everything. And his wife started sweeping the floor so that when people came in, they would be impressed with how clean it was. And she set out to impress the crowd. And his wife started sweeping the floor so that things would look impressive when the crowd came in. They stayed like that the whole day, preparing for the crowd that never came. Now, it's just a little story, and we know God's not a genie or a wishmaker. That's not my point here. The point is, what if, what would we ask for if we had just one wish? If we had just to ask one thing, what is the thing we would ask for? 
What if instead of going about doing stuff to get ready for the crowd, like the grocers did, what if we just started doing the stuff we love to do, like the baker did? That brings up a question. What do I really want? What am I doing about it? Am I spending my days chasing after something I actually don't even want at the end of the day? Like the grocers? At the end of the day, they, they didn't care what their, if their potato shelf was empty or if their floor was clean. I mean, they probably did because they made the wrong choice. But they, they, they had the wrong motives. They had the wrong reasons. They were setting about to impress the crowd that was going to come. And the baker just went about doing what he loved to do. I wonder if we're chasing, we're spending our days chasing after something we actually don't even want at the end of the day. So what do you really want? Do you want your kids to grow up knowing God's word? What are you doing about it? Are you getting them into the Bible every day? And I'm, I'm talking to myself here too. I want my kids to grow up knowing God's word. But what am I doing about it? Am I getting them into the Bible every day? Am I? Am I acting like that's what I really want? Do I want my kids to grow up knowing how to work and be responsible? If so, am I giving them responsibilities to do? Am I having them help me with the housework? Am I teaching them? Am I living like I want them to grow up knowing how to do work and be responsible? Do we want to be intentional about our family time? If so, what are we doing about it? If that's one of our goals, what are we doing about it? Do we feel led to start a ministry? Do we have a heart for the poor? Do we feel led to adopt? What is God calling us to do? And if, if we feel led to do this stuff, what steps are we taking to, to walk towards that? What are we doing about it? Are we spending our days chasing after something we actually don't even want at the end of the day? Do our days reflect what God has called us to? Are our moments being spent on important things? Do our moments and our everyday actions point to what's important in our minds? You know, if someone who didn't know us looked in at our life, say a neighbor or someone, maybe even someone on Facebook, or someone you meet in the grocery store, could they tell what's important to us? Could they tell what God has called us to do? And to answer that question, we kind of have to know, like, what, what has God called us to do? What is actually important to us? But what are we doing about it? Once we know what's important to us, what are we doing about it? Are we spending our days chasing after what is important to us? Or are we spending our days chasing after something we actually don't want? Then going back to the verses, you have not because you ask not. Are we whining instead of asking? When we do ask, are we really asking for what we want? Do we even know what we want? And if so, what is it? What is it we really want? 
For myself, as I wrestled through this question of what do I really want, I've come to the conclusion it isn't likes, it isn't followers, it isn't numbers, it's not even book deals or published books. Really, I just want to be content, content doing the things right in front of me. I want to be found doing life with extravagant love in worship to God. I want to be a good steward of the things God has given me. My gift to write, my gift to dream of crazy wild things and envision how they can happen. I want to be able to speak boldly and live boldly in the path God has for me. I want to be content. That's really what I want. I want to be content to be a helper to my husband, content to serve the four girls in front of me, content to pray for the friends beside me, content to wade through all the editing junk to be able to make words readable to someone that I could help. I really just want to be content right where I am every single moment. Content to boldly be a good steward of the talents I've been given so I can serve the people right in front of me. There, I boiled it down to one sentence. Now, here's the deal. This is something I need to learn how to do. This is something God isn't just going to answer by saying, voila, here's your new heart, Trudy. No, it's a process. It's a one step at a time adventure learning how to do this. So I wonder, is he answering my prayer? Yes. Through teaching me how to do this, he is answering my prayer. So I wonder how it is for you. I wonder, what do you want? What do you really, really want? And I wonder, have you been living like you really, really want it? You know, for myself, when I really figured out what I want, like, the numbers stop mattering. The um, caring what people think of me stop mattering. You know, and I, I found that I've been able to just, um, instead of trying to do everything perfect or everything how they say that I should do stuff, if I want to get book contracts and become somebody who publishers look at, who want to publish my book, when I'm able to stop focusing on what I think I wanted or stop focusing on on the things I think are going to get results, the things I think are going to get me somewhere, when I'm able to stop focusing on that kind of junk, I'm able to just be content. I'm able to just be myself. I'm able to you know, stop impressing other people. I'm able to like really focus on what I really want. And what I really want is to be content to serve the people right in front of me. And I wonder, it makes the rest of the stuff kind of disappear, disappear. The rest of the stuff just becomes kind of unimportant. And I wonder if you would find the same thing for yourself. If you at really think about what you really honestly want and focus on that and ask God for that, I wonder if the rest of the stuff would just kind of disappear into the background. Maybe some of the worries you've been worrying about, maybe some of the things that you've been praying that aren't really stuff you want. I wonder if that stuff would kind of fade to the background when you really focus on what's really important to you.
So I would, of course, love to hear from you, love to hear what prayers you're asking God for and what, you know, what you really want. I'd love to hear your heart. So you can always email me at learninglittlelessons at gmail.com or you can always personal message me on Instagram. And until next time, have a great week. This episode has been produced in collaboration with Jersey Limited Media. The theme music is by Scott Holmes and has been adapted for use herein under Creative Commons license. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the Learning Little Lessons podcast so that you get updates weekly. Or visit my website at learninglittlelessons.com for freebies, newsletters, and encouraging blog posts.